experience great success in your life. Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Well, hello and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D., the show designed to get you to a healthier lifestyle. I am your host, Diane A. Thompson, M.D., and as always, it is my pleasure spending 30 minutes with you with the hope that you will learn at least one piece of information that will take your health to a higher level. Now, tonight we are going to be tackling your financial health. I've often said that health is not just about the physical. Health involves a lot of other components, and some of them includes emotional, spiritual, your life's work or occupational purpose, your social interaction. It also involves the financial. What we know is that when your financial house is not in order, it can negatively impact your health. So tonight, I am going to help you address your financial health. And to help me do that is Mr. Winston A. Clark. Now, Winston A. Clark has been in the financial services professional business for over 11 years, including four years as a partner and one year as a sales development manager. His focus is wealth management through life, health, long-term, and disability insurance, as well as retirement planning, estate planning, and investment. So uh, Winston A. Clark is the person we want to help us address our financial health tonight. Winston, welcome to the show. So one of the interesting things, I've talked to you about financial health and uh, financial success in the past, and one of the things you talk about is a blueprint for financial success. So first of all, welcome to the show, Winston, and go ahead and share with our listeners what this blueprint is. Thank you very much, Dr. Diane, for having me on board today. Today we're going to be looking at five or six topics regarding you know, helping you plan your financial uh, success, and this comes in the form of a blueprint. The first item on the list has to do with savings program. Everybody should at least establish a savings program towards their uh, financial future. Obviously, a savings program will work if you, if you continue to make contributions into that account. However, if the savings pro- program does not work, then what do we do? We need to look to support that or, or insure that with life insurance. So if we're not able to make that first payment or that second payment into that savings program, then the life insurance would be a great, great backup to have to support you in that cause. Uh, secondly, if you are in a family situation where your kids and spouse involved, you want to make sure you set up what we call a college savings program. That's, that's also called a 529 plan. Thirdly, you want to think about protecting the mortgage, or if you pay rent, you want to at least set up a rent payment program just in case you're not around to pay the mortgage or not around to pay the rent. Uh, fourthly, you also want to protect that stream of income, which is uh, you're the money machine or if you're the go-getter in the family. You want to make sure that income is replaced just in case something happens to you. Accidents happen every day. Not everybody dies in every accident, but if you become disabled, then you want to make sure the income still comes into the household. The fifth item pretty much is uh, planning for retirement. These days, retirement is retirement plan is very important, particularly since pensions are no longer guaranteed anymore. It's always wise to have your own personal savings as well as uh, maybe a 401k on the job or a 403 on the job. But usually uh, retirement is a three-legged stool, which involves pension, 
401k and your personal savings. These days, without with the absence of pension programs, you're now about to sit on a two-legged stool, which is your 401k plus your personal savings. With that in mind, you have to be a bit more aggressive in terms of personal savings. Now, the last one on the list is pretty much asset protection, and that has to do with making sure that all the assets you have accumulated over the years is protected just in case you become ill. And also, after retirement, you want to make sure that you never run out of income. That's pretty much the six tips that you can use as a blueprint for your financial future. Okay, so I want to ask you about specifics about some of these uh, particular tips. And as a matter of fact, we'll probably need to do a second show on this because there's so much information that we could get from all these tips that you've given. But let's talk about insurance specifically. This is one that I've had some trouble with in the past. I know, for example, there is some difference between whole life and term life. Does it really matter which one a person gets? Yes, it does matter. Both uh, plans have their, their place in time. Term insurance pretty much is, is, is kind of geared for young families just starting out with kids and who haven't really purchased a home as yet. But the best insurance for a person, single family or or, 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 or young couple with kids, is to, to, to lock in their insurability with cheap term insurance. Uh, it makes no sense uh, for a young couple just starting out, having bought a home, to invest into whole life insurance. Because what happens is that uh, with whole life insurance, even though it accumulates a cash value, it doesn't really start to grow significantly until three years in the program. So my best recommendation for a young couple, young family with kids, is to is to start out with cheap term insurance, maybe a 20-year term or 30-year term. In that way, they're going, you're going to be locking in your insurability. And for whole life, if you have the funds and you, you have the disposable income and you can afford to purchase the required amount of life insurance coverage with a whole life plan, then you're one step ahead of the game. But you're better off in the beginning to start out with cheap, basic term insurance to lock in your insurability. Down the road, you can actually convert the term into a whole life savings program and use it as a dual-purpose vehicle that you can also use down the road to supplement retirement. Now, I have heard in the past, and you'll correct me here if I'm wrong, that insurance is usually not a good investment tool. So, I mean, are there a subset of people, like let's say a single woman, I'm, I'm single, no children, I do have a mortgage, but let's say a single woman, no children, no mortgage, is a life insurance policy important for this person or is it a waste of money? Well, everyone should have at least a final expense policy, otherwise known as a burial policy. However, for a single person, if you have no intentions to be married, no intentions to have kids, then also as a single person you can use whole life insurance as a dual-purpose vehicle because the fact of the matter is that you can purchase whole life insurance and take the cash out of it down the road income tax-free. So for a single person, whole life insurance would make sense. You could buy whole life insurance not for death benefit, but for the inside cash buildup. Okay. I agree with you on this burial policy. I know many of us have had the experience of loved ones passing away, and, you know, yes, you're grieving and all of that, but then added to that is the expense of thousands of dollars of coming up with funeral expenses when your loved ones didn't leave any kind of burial policy. So I, I definitely support that. Another question, I sometimes see kids where p- parents will insure a child. I mean, what is is this a good or bad idea? What is this for? Absolutely. Uh, what happens is that uh, not only parents die, but kids die too. Now, one of, the, one of the most important reasons why parents should definitely insure their kids is, number one, while they're young, they're generally healthy. And down the road, they could develop what we call juvenile diabetes. They become hypertensive. 
and then they would be considered uninsurable. So the best thing the parents can do for kids is to lock in their insurability with whether it's a term insurance or a whole life insurance plan. And then down the road, if that kid becomes a parent, then they can actually uh, use that life insurance proceeds. What age group should parents be doing this if they do it at all? It's the best thing to really do is actually to start from a very early age. As a matter of fact, one of the ways you can actually help a kid through, through college down the road is actually use a life insurance vehicle as a college savings vehicle. In other words, you could set up a life insurance program where you pay for approximately 18 or 19 years into the program, and then all the cash buildup inside that plan can be used over the next four-year period to support them during college years. So you say insuring a kid is a good idea. It's absolutely it's a great idea. <laughs> I have to get used to that one. All right. Now, another thing that is in your blueprint, you talk about the college savings plan, and, and this is definitely really important because we know what tuition, uh, what the debt is like today. So oh, any suggestion for parents who are looking into that? Yes. it's it's One, one of the breaks you get from establishing a 529 plan, pretty much you pay you pay no federal taxes on the gain, but the money has to be used specifically for college, whether it's room, board, transportation, or books. However, also, depends on where you purchase your 529 plan, you will also get a state tax deduction, too. But one of the benefits of having the 529 is that the funds are invested into, into the market. And obviously, you don't want to have the saving for a kid's education program and put it into a savings account at a bank because you're not going to earn much on it. So 529s are great vehicles to use. Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. My hair won't grow. My hair won't grow. Yes, it will. Hi, I'm renowned hair growth specialist, Victoria Crystal. Grow and keep your hair length as I did, from a boy buzz to my waist in three years with a relaxer. Now I'm on a new journey, natural. In two years from the big chop, it is now below my bra length. Do you want to grow and keep your hair growth? Go to www.myhairwon'tgrow2.com for details. And please follow me on social media. For your wealth development, asset management, retirement planning, and insurance needs, contact Winston A. Clark at 917-816-7182. That's 917-816-7182. I have over 10 years of experience in wealth management and providing life and health insurance, and I'm very passionate about helping you meet your financial needs. Are you ready to take control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Join us for Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Atlanta's incredible radio, AM 1570 WIGO, or listen live stream at WIGOAM.com. So for those who are just joining us, we are... Uh, talking to Mr. Winston A. Clark about matters of our financial health, and he's giving us some good information on how to protect your financial health. Now, going down on your list, the list of blueprints that you talked about, you also talk about mortgage and rent protection insurance. Now, I know I have a mortgage, for example, and I'm forced to get <laughs> mortgage insurance, <laughs> 
but uh, but rental insurance, I mean, is this a waste of money? I mean, this is not something most people get, or is it? Well, here's what happened. Uh, with the mo- someone who, who purchases the mortgage, particularly if, you know, a family of two, three, or four, you want to make sure that, God forbid, something happens. Uh, the bank doesn't have to come in and ask your kids to leave the property because the surviving spouse is not able to keep, keep on paying the mortgage. So that's where the mortgage protection insurance comes in, and that's, in fact, that's in fact a life insurance contract totaling the sum of the mortgage. Now, if you're, if you're paying rent currently and you have kids in the household, you still want to make sure there's a fund in place just in case you're not around tomorrow so at least the kids could continue to play, pay rent, particularly if, they're, if, they're, if, if you're sure they're going to be going to college. So you want to make sure at least there's a rent fund in place to cover them at least until they're 21 or 22. So maybe I'm thinking of it differently. You're saying that this insurance, this rent insurance, that's different from the typical rental insurance that most of us think of? Absolutely. It's, it's just a program. It's just a program to make sure some of money is set aside just in case the parents are not around to keep paying that rent to keep the kids in the household. So it's not ah. so much a rent insurance, but it's just to protect the kids in the household or protect the family. So they, they have money in case parents are not around. Hmm. And and, okay. and the, best, the best thing of all is that that life insurance contract could also allow the, the kids now to purchase a home instead of keep on paying rent. Okay. All right. All right. Down and continuing onward, you talked about disability insurance. I know that I, I definitely have disability insurance, and I've seen where folks on the job, especially I'm in healthcare, as most people know, and folks on the job will get injured, and, and this comes out to be very helpful. So disability insurance, you think everyone should get it, and there is a difference between short-term and long-term. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, particularly if you're if you're the breadwinner in the household, or in other words, you're the income machine. What happens if your if your machine is broken? Then there's no income coming at all. Now, what happens is that even though there's no income coming in, there's still the need to pay for electricity, water, food, rent, mortgages. So, income replacement insurance is is very very critical. Most people end up just purchasing short-term disability, which is popularly known as the uh, AFLAC disability. Now, with long-term disability, obviously sometimes the disability becomes permanent as opposed to short-term. Now, what happens if you purchase short-term disability and you end up with a permanent disability? Then you will only be paid for probably 16 or 18 months or maybe two years. But beyond that, what happens to the household? What happens to the income that's just expected to come into the household? Without long-term disability, there's no income coming in. So everybody should make sure that they have at least long-term disability most people end up purchasing the short term, but most people don't understand that there's more than just short term disability. How long does a short term usually last for? Uh, eight, a year and a half to two years. So if you are sick beyond that or disabled beyond that, you will definitely need more than just. Then you'll be on your own. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I thought of something. I want to go back to the insurance question just for a moment. So a person who's purchasing insurance, life insurance, for example, is there a certain amount, a certain percentage of your income that you say, well, you make this amount of money, you should probably purchase this amount of insurance? No, it basically works on a needs basis. In other words, when an agent sits with a, a candidate for life insurance, they should look at all the total needs, final needs plus income needs. In other words, you could look at 
what the person, for example, you could look at all the debts that the person has, whether it's the mortgage, whether it's kids in the household. Then at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the total amount of insurance will cover paying off the mortgage and also provide a stream of income back into the household. So at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you, you totally assess the client's total needs before you recommend any kind of life insurance coverage. All right. Now, one of the things that I've heard of people using in order to help them uh, in terms of with, even with retirement planning, some people look at it as retirement planning, is uh, you'll hear people talk about this, these reverse mortgages. Can you help us with what, what are these and how are they helpful? Okay, great. Well, uh, thank God for reverse mortgages because what happens pretty much is uh, there are a lot of people who, uh, you know, get to age 60s, in their 60s, what happens is that the kids are finished with college. They're no longer depending on them for support, but there's substantial amount of equity in the home. Now, before the person passes on, then it's better off if they could use the equity in the home to use to support them during their retirement years. In other words, if you have a mortgage uh, for, for a half a million dollars, or you started with a mortgage for half a million dollars, you get to age 62, you only have 100000 left, liable to the bank, so you, you'll probably have 400000 equity in the home. Now, what you can do with a reverse mortgage, you can get a loan via reverse mortgage for at least $380,000 that you can use to supplement you during your retirement years. So pretty much at 62, you're not ready to retire, but at least you want to make sure that all the assets you have in the household is protected. You want to make sure that you have all the things you need going to retirement. So taking money out of the home via equity is one of the best ways to do it. But taking the money out as well and not putting the money in the right places could also hurt you too. You don't want to take the money out from the home and not be, not be able to pay it back. In other words, take it out and put it into some risky investments, then you lose it. So that's definitely one of the cons of uh, taking out this reverse mortgage. Absolutely. Okay. And, uh, Winston, uh, can you – I said I wanted to ask you about our – health tip of the week, a financial health tip of the week. Can you share that with our listeners? Well, pretty much it's, 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 it's income tax season, and, of course, there are a lot of people who could benefit by adding more money into their retirement account, particularly people who don't have retirement plans on the job. People could set up their own private IRA and get a tax deduction on it. In other words, uh, for every dollar you put into an IRA, you'll get about 25 to 30% tax credit for it. So if you have extra money, you know, after you complete your taxes, you might want to put it back into an IRA within the limits as well. So that's my financial tip of the week. And that's an excellent tip because I was uh, in the stores recently and I realized, I haven't done my taxes yet, but I realized that many folks have already gotten refunds and I, I heard them talking about how they're spending it. So this is definitely a great way to spend some of that money is to put it back into your, you know, in some investments for retirement. Winston A. Clark, I thank you so much for being on our show. And I appreciate you sticking with it when we had some uh, technical difficulties at the beginning. I appreciate that. Can you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you? You can reach me through my website, which is winstonaclark.nylagents.com. That's W-I-N-S-T-O-N-A-C-L-A-R-K-E, period, N-Y-L-A-G-E-N-T-S.com. Or if you prefer, you can call me on my cell phone, 917-816-7182. Again, 917-816-7182. 
And we definitely have to um, get you back on the show where we can talk about retirement planning because I think that's a show all onto itself, and we really didn't touch on that tonight. So we'll definitely have you back on um, to cover that topic. And thank you so much, Winston, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on board, Dr. Diane. All right. Take care. You too. So I, I do want to thank Winston A. Clark for being on the show. And as a lot of you know, in the beginning we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but he stuck with it and, and we got the information out there, and that's the whole goal is to share information with you so you can uh, address your financial health. You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thompson. Remember, your health is your wealth, so do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening. <laughs>